You're listening to another episode of Cloud and Clear, SADA's Cloud Transformation Podcast. I'm your host, John Veltri, and today with me, we're pleased to welcome Shannon Smith, the Chief Technology Officer at Ona Technologies to the show. Welcome, Shannon. Thanks, glad to be here. Before we get started, don't forget to like and subscribe to our channel on your listening platform to stay up to date on the latest Cloud and Clear episodes from SADA. Okay, Shannon, welcome aboard. Can you give me a quick download of Ona, the solutions you're bringing to market and any emerging trends, especially as it's related to productivity and collaboration? Oh, certainly. So Ona is a, uh, a venture capital backed startup. We, we're world headquartered out of Barcelona, Spain. Uh, and it is Ona, not Ana. We get that a lot. Uh, been around for about uh, eight years now and you know, largely uh, growth oriented in the, the last three years. Um, the, the founders kicked it off back way back in 2015. I joined uh, right as the pandemic set in in 2020. Um, what we've been building out is an unstructured data management platform that on top of that, we've built uh, an e-discovery solution that's used by uh, legal, security, compliance teams uh, to really find value in the data that they have in all of these disparate apps that we, we use. You know, we see that customers and companies are leveraging uh, over 100 apps at times, and all of that data is, is sort of tied up in the individual silos that, that the uh, app has. We bring that data in uh, to one place to really try to add uh, additional metadata to it that then makes it uh, not only accessible, but uh, we keep it private and uh, we make it useful to them. And that's largely around collaboration content and communication tools. Um, you know, the the way the world has moved into a, a lot of companies going all remote, Ona included in that, uh, has uh, accelerated the use of, of SaaS apps for, again, content communication and collaboration and, and the need to wrap your arms around that data uh, to one, govern it, but also to uh, to get the value that you need out of it as well. Love to share more about that, but I'm sure we have other things to talk about too. Yeah, no, I mean, look, it, it's 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 a topic that resonates with with SADA, both mm -hmm. in terms of how owners pivoted, businesses pivoted, and the strategy you're bringing to customers. We also went fully remote, or almost yeah. fully remote, uh, post pandemic. You know, we still have mm -hmm. our headquarters, but for those individuals like myself who work on the opposite side of the country, I'm working from home every day. We've leaned in heavily on the SaaS products as well as our customers, and we see this world of unstructured data as a spot we need to lean into both from a how do you mm -hmm. utilize it as well as how you securitize it. Yeah. And I think, you know, the way we're looking at productivity and collaboration, specifically that the channel that I lead is how are we not just providing products, you know, Google Workspace and Ona mm -hmm. and other solutions that are in the marketplace that play in that space. How are we not just selling organizations products how are we partnering with our partners as well as our customers to build solutions and focus on the services that we're providing to say, here's a specific value add that we can apply to your business that we know the market potentially needs. And mm -hmm. how do we offer that solution in mass while we're focusing on the security aspect as well, right? Like we want to make sure, and I know this is key to Ona, we want to make sure mm -hmm. that we're focusing on not just providing access to the data or putting solutions around the data or productivity, but how are we ensuring that we're doing it in a way that is secure, especially from a work from home world with SaaS right. all, where you don't necessarily have your handle around the applications, the data and the utilization of that data. 
Yeah, and, and you know, our partnership with SADA has actually uh, reached into that security world and we had great success uh, leveraging the knowledge and the expertise of, of the SADA team to ensure that the, the data that we've collected, the way that we're processing it, the way we're storing it is leveraging the best of what Google has to offer as well as the, the, you know, the best practices in the market. And so we've had a lot of good success uh, partnering with SADA and, and I'm super grateful for that. So, so in in to sticking with the work from home theme for a minute, sure, and seeing how that's how that's you know transformed businesses. Mm-hmm. Are you still seeing that as the the core message that customers are digesting today? Like it's twenty twenty three, it's not twenty twenty. Work mm-hmm. from home and building a strategy around work from home is that still the message, or is the message more about? Has the has the message to your target audience changed and matured? I guess, and is it a little different than it used to be? Yeah, I, I think the the world you know adopted quickly to the work from home mentality and tried to figure out like what tools they wanted to use and and we talked about SaaS sprawl, but I also think there's some consolidation in in tooling. Like you look at Zoom, it, it's got a lot of share there, but like Google has the you know video chat as well, but like. There were, you know, pop-ups that were trying to do their best to, to, to try to grab that market. And uh, what I've seen is there are there's a lot of tools being used, and now we see this wave of governance or the need to extract value out of these tools. It's not just about, hey, how do we do this? But like, it's like, how do we now be productive, but also leverage the the data that's being created through all of this these productivity tools, uh, and so. It's grabbing that data, extracting the value out of it, and really trying to drive business value. Like you, you think about the link between a Salesforce and and Zoom calls, and you see some tools popping up that are trying to, uh, you know, grab that opportunity. But also, it's the conversation that's happening in Slack, plus the email, plus the the uh, the meeting that was that was created from the conversation. And and so, how do organizations? like get a view of this sort of uh, interlink between the, the different solutions. And I think that's a big problem. And I think Ona's, you know, well positioned to kind of jump in and, and help provide that visibility into this, this data that's now uh, not just um, independently in the individual uh, the solutions, but also interlinked. Yes. The, the challenge then becomes not just how do you securitize the data and what you're doing with the data, but how do you make it more interconnected and leveraged? And how do you start to generate insights potentially off of what you're doing from a business value standpoint, right? Like the analytics that can be derived out of that massive amount of data that can be driven from Mm -hmm. this SaaS sprawl is, is intense. Yeah. There's analytics and, and, and business insights. There's, you know, there's uh, what are the topics that are most important inside of our business? How are my BDRs having conversations with with new prospects? Like, what are the the conversations that AEs are having that are driving you know toward better sales? Like, there's a lot of information that's captured in these tools that I think businesses want and uh, need access to. Yeah. So, so to that point, outside of just the capturing of data and the review of the SaaS sprawl and the mm-hmm. areas there's potential consolidation or integration. What are the trends are you seeing from your customers today? Yeah, you know, it, we can't have a conversation in 2023 without talking about AI, right? Like the uh, generative AI 
explosion, I would call it, like is, is on everyone's mind, especially tech leaders, especially, you know, CIOs and CISOs. How do I secure this? And everyone's trying to figure this out. And, and I would say right now, our customers aren't um, necessarily in the place where they know what they want to do here. They're just trying to figure out what does this mean for my business? And, you know, large language models like chat GPT, you know, can my business use it to derive value? Should my business use it to derive value? Is it secure for my use, my business to use use this? Uh, these are areas where I think uh, a lot of our more tech centric companies are, are focused on. The legal teams that, that we're working with right now aren't uh, as interested in how to use it, but also, but how how do I make sure that it's it's securely used? Um, so that's probably the the top one, and and I would say. Uh, like from an owner perspective, owner a business perspective, like we are trying to figure that out. Like we're trying to leverage owner the product to grab the insights from the data to per, like take this unstructured data that we've added structure to and have it drive our business. And so there's a few things that we've done around taking all of our internally public available data and saying, how can we answer questions for our team. You know, inside we use Slack and inside of Slack, there's often questions that come in about the product or about the business. How can we take all the data that's available and make it you know, available to uh, answer questions and do that in a secure and private way. We've put together uh, sort of an ethics statement on how we want to leverage uh, AI inside of the company. That's another thing that people are worried about, biases, or uh, like some sort of toxic answers coming back from some of these large, large language models. Like we ourselves have kind of put in a lot of work to say, how are we going to ethically engage with AI? Not only from a product perspective, but from a business perspective, those are conversations that we're also getting into uh, with our customers. And so I think AI is like from a business world is, is a broad topic from a technical world. Uh, it's just in its infancy in my mind. Uh, other trends uh, are probably around, um, you know, trying to get the most out of data like we talked about before, but uh, also trying to reduce cost across all of these. Uh, you know, the, the market trends are definitely favoring toward a more efficient workflow of, of cost efficiency, especially. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're seeing that as well, right? I mean, obviously the generative AI piece, it's not even about in some conversations anymore. How do I make your organization more productive, more collaborative, more efficient, add business value? It's more like I need AI tools and I don't even know why, but I need them now. And yeah, we can figure out how we're going to use them later. <laughs> right. Um, but there, but I mean, if you look at some of the developments that Google is announcing and releasing specifically to our bit, you know, our business or our partner business, um, there's some really interesting capabilities there around efficiencies, specifically to mm -hmm. the end user productivity, but like you said, right? Governance, litigation, e-discovery, how you're managing those communications, what's actually being produced and how is that all part of your I, your digital IP, your data footprint mm -hmm. as a company compared to what they own. It, it, it makes for an interesting conversation. But I think the other piece that you mentioned in terms of trends, I echo to whoever's listening wholeheartedly to that point. I think mm -hmm. the main thing we're seeing is a byproduct of two areas. One, Due to the rapid pivot to work from home, organizations adopted technologies quickly mm -hmm. without a lot of oversight and a lot of due diligence. Not to say that those platforms are bad, they're excellent, mm -hmm. but 
they didn't bother to look at the business value add, the total cost of ownership, the integration or lack thereof, and the impact it would have on both their employees, the utilization of those tools, and the data that that tools and the governance around it that they provide. So if you pair that with multi-years later, they have an opportunity now to reflect back on and do an analysis of what kind of business value are these solutions actually giving me compared to what else is available in the market or what else we also own. Mm-hmm. And they're looking at an opportunity, pairing that with the economy to say, here's a chance to reevaluate our utilization of technology, how it's impacting our business, what kind of value we're gaining from it. And is there an alternative that might be mm-hmm a better pursuit for us both in an integrated way as well as an ecosystem way mm-hmm. and the removal of uh, duplication, I guess, if you will, and really yeah. look on the integration and consolidation strategy. Yeah, and, and I sit in an interesting space at ONA as an IT leader, having those conversations with our vendors, and then as a product leader, having those conversations with our customers. So I sit on both sides of the fence there. And it's really interesting. All you said is is really applicable there. Like what tools do we have? How are we leveraging those tools? What business value are those tools driving? I'm having all of those conversations uh, with my vendors. And it's the, the squeeze of like, hey, look, the economy's changed a little and we need to figure out like how we fit here. And so an uh, uh, Capital efficiency is is a big phrase and a big you know push, and so like I can't just say like well let's keep on using this tool here that oh but we only have four people in the company using it so this goes back to some of those insights and analytics that we want to be able to have to say what is the utilization here and then you know maybe one person's getting tremendous value out of this but is that enough to to you know keep it flip that right. over to you the like owner product you like side this tool that's great. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get it out of your budget. <laughs> but the uh, on, on the customer side, it's the same conversation. So we as a company need to be able to show our value uh, to beyond just, you know, hey, we were the incumbent or we've been here. But like, hey, look, here's how we're helping you. And and really for ONA and, and the, the unstructured data management platform side, it's how do we extend that value? Like right now, the legal team, the forensics team. Uh, is getting a lot of value out of Ona, but there's so much potential stored up in that data that we have. Uh, and it, again, I get everything flows back to AI these days. Like you can't, you know, go five minutes maybe without talking about it. But like, is there a play for Ona? Like, and all this unstructured data that's now been structured, that's been labeled, that's been classified. Like, is it primed for helping out other businesses with their AI strategy? And that's what we're doing internally. Right. Is, is trying to prove that out. And, and so far, we've had good success in specific cases around this question and answer, leveraging the large language models. And uh, it's, you know, two sides of the same coin. It's like having too much data out there, it's costly, but then having a lot of data out there is beneficial. And so like, how do you balance those two things? I think a lot of companies are facing. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so the self-plug question, why? Is Ona mm-hmm. in a relationship, and where do you see the benefits coming from with SADA as well as within Google Cloud at large? Ona's been in Google Cloud uh, for uh, our entire existence, and then about three years ago, we jumped in with SADA. and And at first, it was just like a, "Hey, look, you guys are growing, and like here's a partner." And it was more of just a transaction. But then over time, like the SADA team has been fantastic about connecting the dots between what Ona is trying to do, really trying to understand our business, which has been fantastic, and then connecting the dots between the Google team 
Uh, and then more recently, even sitting in the middle of that, offering specific services uh, to augment our team. You know, it, we're a small growing company, uh, but we don't have all, in-house all the expertise. And so with SADA, we, they've been able to introduce us on the Google side or especially around this AI initiatives and, you know, getting us, helping us get into some programs there to, to get some early access. Uh, but then I mentioned it already on the security side, like from a direct SADA like uh, relationship. You know, the team has come in. My security team is, is great, but, you know, understaffed. Probably every security team thinks they're understaffed. But uh, the SADA team was a great augmentation there to give us a lot of insight. And, and they had more knowledge on the Google side than, than we did about all the things that Google had to offer there. So uh, I know for you guys, it may seem like a self-plug, but I truly do believe it's a partnership where uh, there's a lot of, of assistance going there. We haven't even mentioned kind of how uh, SADA helped us kind of push toward the Google Marketplace. Now ONA is available as a solution to purchase through the Google Marketplace. Like that's opened up some doors for us uh, in 2023. So like there's just a ton of value that we've gotten out of the relationship. And I'm not just saying that because I'm on the podcast. I truly believe it. That's good. And just, just selfish plug, go to the Google Marketplace, buy yeah. some ONA. That's right. <laughs> that's way to get it. Yeah, you know, that's way to acquire the platform. So Mm -hmm. um, and I know we touched on this because, again, like you said, you can't go five minutes without talking about AI. Mm -hmm. So maybe we can remove that one from a forward thinking yeah, yeah. question, because mm -hmm. we typically ask all of our guests the same question, which is, yeah. what do you think about from it? What, what are you thinking about from a tech predictions perspective mm -hmm. that you see happening over the next year or even, you know, in three to five years? So I could I could just we could just make it about AI. But if we want no. to remove that and give the pre-March conversation answer mm -hmm. of here's what Ona's thinking about that's not generative AI related. Love to hear your thoughts. I think AI plays into this, but uh, the generative AI question, is, it's too early. Like I actually think three to five years from now, it's when we will see like real applications of technologies that we've seen kind of take the hype wave over the past couple of years. So uh, I think about, the the iPhone came out right, and and I had some reinforcement from I think it was Sequoia did a talk on this like about what their tech predictions were about different things. But like when the iPhone came out, people were taking the basic functionality and be like, oh, I can create a, a flashlight app, right? Well, the flashlight app isn't is helpful if you're in the dark, but it's not supremely helpful or leveraging the technology to the best of what the technology has to offer. Uh, but it was five years later, you get things like the Ubers of the world and the DoorDashes of the world and things like that show up because they're leveraging all the functionality in aggregate. So the location services, the, 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 the gyroscope on the phone for different apps, like all these different pieces of the, of the puzzle. I think that's what we're going to see in three to five years. I think blockchain is going to come back because everyone's worried about secure and transparent like transactions. Uh, but no one's found a great use for it outside of crypto right yet. But like it's there and it's going to bubble and it's going to boil and eventually something's going to come up with that. I think that augmented reality, virtual reality, it, there's still a lot of like potential there. But like it was all just novel gimmicky things. But how in three to five years as this kind of stews in people's minds, how does this stuff start to come together? I think the AI, the generative AI conversation right now, it, it seems like. Oh, let me build a question answer thing on top of chat GPT. Basically, it's leveraging the basic functionality of the models. Uh, I heard one person say we've only tapped like 10% of what's possible inside of these models. So I see over time, 
like people are going to start to put the puzzle pieces together in three to five years. They'll be like, oh, okay, now we have real uses of these things. Not all of them will pan out, but I think that's where it's going is like a sort of a uh, coming together of, of tech that's been novel and cool, but never really found a home in the business or uh, in the consumer market. But uh, I do believe it's coming. For Ona specifically, all those things create data. I imagine a world where now we got to ingest uh, data from VR systems and how do we analyze that? How do we create more value out of data that's coming out of those things? It's far off in the future, but like those things are eventually going to happen. Uh, but that's where I think we're going. It's, it's, there, there's always the hype up front and then there's some not, some simple tools, but then we'll end up finding some some great uses in the next three to five years. Yeah, listen, I think the the, the idea around blockchain, thinking about generative AI, its impact on mm -hmm. blockchain, looking for use cases, mm -hmm. you know, selfishly focusing on the productivity space. If you want to be able to track how someone's using an AI tool to create a communication, especially if it creates language or says something that you didn't intend or the message was mm -hmm. not received the right way, there's going to need to be some sort of proof or tracking or, or data trail yeah. That cannot be human disrupted that proves it, right? So that's a perfect, mm -hmm. at least in my rudimentary thinking, like that's a perfect yeah. way that something like blockchain could receive a boost based on organizations' use of generative AI for the production of things like documents, presentations, emails, mm -hmm. et cetera. Yeah, and, and yeah, ownership, right? Like right now, there's, there's all these questions about um, copyright infringement through some of these generative AI things, uh, but like, how do you like actually prove some some ownership of some created content and like where is that stored? And I, there's just a, I think a ton of application that we haven't un that we haven't uncovered yet. All right. Well, I think we're nearing the end of our time together. So I thank you so much for joining us today, Shannon. Would you like to give a plug for Ona before we break? Yeah, certainly. So one, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed the chat. Uh, Ona, you know, I, as I mentioned before, is a, an unstructured data management platform. There are applications in every business for this. Every business has unstructured data that they don't know what to do with. Uh, specifically inside of the uh, the legal, the forensics, the the IT teams, like there's a lot of uh, success that we've had with some of the world's best known brands. Uh, and you know, I you know, a little plug for you guys. You know, Sada's helped us uh, a little there as, as well. And uh, we would love to talk with with other customers who are uh, specifically struggling with how to wrap their arms around their unstructured data uh, in their communication, content, and collaboration systems, and uh, get into a great conversation about how we can help them to uh, to do that. And make sure you go to ona.com, O-N-N-A.com. And make sure you like and subscribe to our show. This year, we will be offering exclusive insights from leaders like Shannon, and you won't want to miss them. Thank you again for your time, and we'll see you on the next Cloud & Clear. Thank you for listening to Cloud & Clear. Check the show notes for links to this week's topics. And don't forget to connect with us on Twitter at Cloud & Clear and our website, sada.com. Be sure to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app.